Greetings, fellow hot men. Welcome to We Watch Movies. My name is the Great Firebending Master Sifu Forest. You may call me the Great Firebending Master Sifu Forest. Joining me today is my good friend and co-host, Earth Guy Elijah. You can call him Elijah or Guy. So how are you doing today, Guy? Uh, I'm not bad, Firebending Sifu Forest. <clears throat> no, no, no. It's the great firebending master, Sifu Forest. Oh, uh, you haven't earned that title yet. You oh, literally just called have. all of our audience hot men. So, um, hot men. I don't know what you're into, but fellow hot that's men. what I heard. <laughs> all I know is if you're a true Avatar fan, you call everybody hot men. No exceptions. I thought you were just going to say Flamio. Flamio. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. How you uh how you been holding up since you finished the series? Um I've been holding up well because I mean you don't have to really hold up after you do something you love. <laughs> it's I know. It was great. It was my third time all the way through and I've mm-hmm. watched random episodes countless times other than that. Yeah, so like we've discussed last week it was the first time I'd watched the show and I got to the end of it and I was sad for about three minutes that I finished the show and then I started rewatching it again and I haven't stopped watching episodes since it's a great show. I love it. You love it. It's my number one favorite undisputed. <laughs> you, you, Mr. Great Fire Lord Sifu Forest Guy, uh, you haven't let go of the past yet. You still have it tied for number one. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And that's because I love Star Wars The Clone Wars. And I just I just can't choose. Though if I had to choose, I'm just I, I can't choose. Sure. So today um, before yeah, we start ahead. before we start, it's worth noting that we're not talking about rom coms today. Um, no, we are not. No, we are not. It's yeah, something forced forced texted me begging to move the Avatar episode up and I begrudgingly agreed it didn't take lots of convincing i was like no, How, what do i have to say to get you to do the avatar episode this week and you're like pretty much that and i was like oh okay sweet yeah, yeah. so we'll do rom-coms yeah. next week or the next main episode right so as elijah mentioned we are ranking all of the avatar episodes before we get into that, I just want to mention two things. First off, if you love the podcast, you can go and follow our account, our Instagram account at We Watch Movies Podcast. Not We Watch Movies, We Watch Movies Podcast. We Watch Movies is a definitely inferior podcast. We Watch Movies Podcast. That is our account. And then, obligatory spoiler warning we are literally going to spoil everything in the show. Every episode. No holds barred. And yeah, that's about it. It is the 12-year anniversary weekend of the finale. So coincidentally, I'd like to say that we planned it to be this weekend, you know, the 12th year anniversary, but it just happens to be the 12th year anniversary of the finale of the show. And so we're going to rank all the episodes. Yes, we are. And I do have a couple things to say before we start, and then we'll dive right in. 
few things. First, we don't know if we're going to finish in this episode. If we don't, we will finish slash continue in our mini episodes until we're done. Right. Second, we decided to group the episodes in a fairly unique way. Basically, if the episode has a subtitle, it is its own slot on the list. So that means for two-parters, if, for example, it's the Winter Solstice Part 1 Avatar Roku, that's its own entry because it has a subtitle, Avatar Roku. But for like The Boiling Rock, which is just The Boiling Rock Part 1 and The Boiling Rock Part 2, that is grouped as one episode. That means The Siege of the North is one episode for us, which I know might get some flack, but that's how we chose to do it. The right way. We chose to do it the right way. Yeah, obviously. I mean, we're the best. Exactly. So that's going to give us 59 entries. Correct. And I'm, I'm ready to jump in. If you are, we're going to, we're going to try to spend a little bit of time, but not too much time because we want to get through as many of these as we can. You ready to start? Yeah, I'm ready. Who's going first? Why don't you kick us off here, Elijah? Okay, we're starting with number 59, my personal least favorite. Oh, I guess one more thing I should say about the list is um, we don't hate any episodes. We don't even dislike any episodes. Uh, no. I was looking at like my top 50, and I was like, dang, most of these could probably be t- top 10 on any given day. So, yep. Just know that if one of your favorites is in the 50s, it's still great. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love I love every single episode here. There's not a single dud in my opinion. So even my 59th ranked episode is one I love and I think is great. And on any given day, could jump up 15 slots. Being said, my number 59, and you don't know, we don't know each other's rankings, by the way. Number 59 is Bato of the Water Tribe. Ooh, wow. Yeah, I did not originally have this one in my last slot, but it is one of the few episodes that just annoys me. It's so annoying. It feels so against Aang's character to mm-hmm. keep the map to uh, Katara and Sokka's father hidden. It feels so against character for him to lie for so long. I feel like Sokka and Katara also way overreact and like are like, we're done with you. We're going to just abandon you now. I think the characterizations really take a turn for the worse here and just don't feel logical based on what we know. Right. Right. Did you, did you mention what season and episode number it was? Uh, well, I didn't write those down, but it's season I, I, one, episode 15, I think. You are dead on. Yeah. I can't, I don't mind Ang's the fact that he hides the letter for so long, it doesn't really feel against character. It just feels like a very, very emotional reaction from him. And again, he's a 12 year old boy. My biggest fault with this episode was the way Sokka and Katara reacted. It was very, very abrupt. That said, I still love the episode. I love them meeting Bato. We haven't really met any of the Southern water tribe warriors up until this point. And it's just kind of cool to see, Katara and Sokka meet someone from home. I mean, the best part is June and her mole. Mm, yes. that That's a really fun part. I like that a lot. Um, but the rest of it kind of brings it down for me. 
Yep. Okay, let's let's just move along. Let's not linger where we don't need to. What's your number 59? Number 59 is from book one, chapter six, Imprisoned. Oh, wow. I did not expect that as your least favorite. Well, again, I love them all. You're going to say that so many times, so let's just not say that. It's so good. (laughs) It is so good. No, I, I do love this episode, but the reason it is ranked so low is I thought the pacing dragged on a little and I saw where it was going be- before we got there if, if that makes any sense also did not like the fact that the nation guy that I forget the earthbender's name he saves from the Haru. caved in mine Haru yeah and the, the slimy firebender guy goes and turns him in hated that it's the worst yeah I, I for it's not this low for me. I really like the visual storytelling, especially when Haru is taken and you get the scene of his mother looking out at the sunset and Katara dropping the water bucket. I think that's a really great scene and everything on the ship is really fun. I absolutely adore Katara's speech that just falls absolutely flat. Yeah, that was a good expectation subversion. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on here. Yeah, so number 58 for me is uh, season one, episode 11, The Great Divide. Okay. Um, I think it's 11. Yes, I was right. I just looked it up. Um, so yeah, this one is toward the bottom for a lot of people. I think it's universally considered the worst episode, but I find some entertainment value in it. I like the earthbending guy. I like Aang having to do the conflict uh, resolution. I like the alternate animation styles presented. Um, it's just a fun episode. It doesn't accomplish much, but there's some neat stuff in there. Yeah, it's one of those single arc stories that... Book one had a lot of those. Yeah, and I actually really enjoy those. I love just complete arcs with satisfying stuff in them. But this one, like, nothing in it annoyed me like Bato did, or the episode Bato did, but um, just it was kind of inoffensive and okay throughout. Like, nothing incredible, nothing bad. Yeah. It's funny that you... You mentioned it being, I guess you could say it's insignificant. So when I was watching, for some reason, I somehow skipped over this episode and I didn't realize it till the next day that I skipped over it and went back and watched it. And I was like, oh, so nothing really happened. Yeah, nothing. They even make a joke about it in the Ember Island players where they're flying (laughs) over and it's like, oh, look, is that the Great Divide? And they're like, let's keep flying. Yeah, let's keep flying. So uh, even the creators knew it was more of a meh episode. Right. If you're ready, I'll give my number 58. Please do. My number 58 is from book one, chapter five, The King of Omashu. Hmm. I did not. Wow. We have very different rankings so far. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the only reason why I have this so low is I th- 
thought that the humor in the King of Omashu was a little more, uh, I'll say, kid-like than how it evolves in the rest of the series. And it's all, it's all fun, dumb humor throughout the series. But this one felt a little weaker, in my opinion. Boomy is awesome. Like, I think everyone kind of saw the plot just that Aang's friend, Boomy, was the king. But it was it was a good episode. I love it. I'm not going to say. I don't know. The first time I watched it, I, I thought it was a pretty neat twist. I hadn't really remembered the flashback mm. very well. But um, I, I like fair. this one. I love the flopsy scene. It gets me every time. Um, Subverting expectation everywhere we go. Yeah. And uh, trying to stuff Momo through the air vent and all of Boomy's <laughs> stupid puns and the... <laughs> Take them to the chamber that was once bad. <laughs> oh, I love that episode so much. It's oh, fantastic. It's too it low. It's phenomenal. Too low. Um, okay, ready for my next one? Yes. Okay, mine is... Sorry, I, I'm taking a second to look at the <laughs> season and episode number. Um, oh, no. <laughs> mine is season one, episode 18, The Waterbending Master. Okay. Um, and I, this is the other one. This one and Batu, Bato are the only ones that annoy me. Um, and I think this one, this one tries very hard to say something about sexism and how Katara is treated by Paku. Um, and that's a great message to try to portray, but you cannot effectively portray that message if the only reason Master Paku accepts Katara as a student is because his old girlfriend is related to her. Like, he didn't accept her because he viewed her as an equal. He accepted her because he knew her grandma, and that just felt kind of icky to me. It's still fine. It's got some good action, some really cool water bending moves, but that just that that aspect really does annoy me about it. I just didn't like that he was so adamant against not training her. I was like, "Come on, she's awesome. Do it." Yeah, it's it's kind of messed up, but yeah, that one annoys me. That's that. Let's move on. Number 57, book one, chapter 11, The Great Divide. We've already spoken about that. Do you have anything else to say or do you want me to just move on? No, I do love the the alternative animation like you had mentioned. And I did kind of like the the different perspectives of... I've, I've seen other shows that do this, that have done the same thing as The Great Divide. So it 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 felt very familiar to me. I don't. I, I can't remember what other. I've seen other shows, other kids shows that do the same thing, but with the with the animation switching. No, with the 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 basic story of two warring tribes that have two different, you know, don't get along and have you know two different yeah. perspectives on the same event. I've seen that before. That was probably on every Cartoon Network show of the early two thousands, honestly. Probably, but yeah. So you can, why don't you give us your next one here? Yeah. So my number 56 is season three, episode nine, Nightmares and Daydreams. Um, 
I will say this is another one that I do find absolutely hilarious. I think the dream sequences are funny, especially the ending with Appa and Momo Samurai anime. Um, <laughs> that's hilarious. But in the grand scheme of things, nothing is really accomplished in this episode. Aang starts the episode by realizing he needs a nap and ends the nap episode by solving that problem by taking a nap. Um, it's hilarious. It's entertaining. I love the scene where he pretend or where he confesses his love to Katara gets me every time. <laughs> but like I said, it just, this one feels similar to the great divide where you could just take it out and nothing would really change. Baby, you're my forever girl. Oh yeah. That's what I said to Jackie when I first met her. That's a lie. Did you? Uh, <laughs> I should have. I'm disappointed. You should have. She might have been surprised a bit. You know? I think she would have just been scared away. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe a good thing you didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, ruminating here. That's one. That one used to be way higher, but on my 30 watch, it was just noticeable. It kind of stuck out as something that felt more like filler than anything. Um, still very entertaining filler. You can see all the positives we're talking about still in the 50s. <laughs> It's because it's a great episode, but I mean, what can I say? I'm, I divided my my list into two tiers, great and phenomenal. So we're we're in the great tier. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your number 56? Number 56 is book one, chapter one, The Boy in the Iceberg. Wow, okay. No, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good episode. No. This is something we discussed last week that you and my cousin Isaac, who is listening, is we're both shout out me. to Isaac. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Isaac. Side note, I, I mentioned I mentioned him after the episode last week that we referenced him in the podcast and he listened to it and he was very excited and he's like, I didn't realize you were gonna mention me that much. <laughs> Well, but, Isaac, now you've had a full 30 seconds of podcast time. How do you feel about that, buddy? <laughs> Without the two of you, I wouldn't have watched the show. And I was just going to watch the pilot and the whole show took off from there. So I'm very fond of the pilot here. Like you've told me many times, even before I watched the show, the it seems like it's a little more geared towards kids and then they kind of ratcheted things up as the series progressed yeah the term can, i like to use also, is goofier mm -hmm. it's just goofier yeah. than the rest yeah. of the show it's a little campy yeah and then you can you it's it's noticeable that the the animation while still good is it definitely improves as the series progresses so yeah I, that's I, definitely i like true. where it's at yeah yeah I, I love it. It starts starts off the series in a beautiful way, and I'll talk more about it when we get to where it's on yeah. my list. <laughs> um, but until then, I have in my 55 slot, uh, season one, episode nine, or chapter nine, I don't know, whatever, um, the waterbending scroll. Wow. This one this one's never been one of my favorites. I think the pirates are kind of silly. Um, I love I love the last five minutes with the the river fight and the, the squabble and Zuko um, showing Katara 
the necklace he stole. I think that's really cool. Uh, it's got its moments, especially in the latter half, but the setup is kind of boring. I don't really feel like Katara would have stolen that. It, that felt a little against character to me. Um, but she was, I understand why she was jealous. Aang picked it up super fast. Um, the water bending. Just are you, are you not- sure you understand Katara? Because it's two episodes now that you thought it was against character. I'm sensing a pattern. Uh, well, here. I, I get that at that point she hasn't. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, no, I know. I'm not challenging your knowledge of Katara. <laughs> To be fair, in the waterbending master, I was challenging my knowledge, or I was challenging Paku, not Katara. But um, yeah, the waterbending scroll. No, no, no. Just... I was talking about uh, Bato. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, waterbending scroll is one. If I did skip what any episodes, ever man. <laughs> um, yeah, not one of my favorites. Still has entertaining parts with the action. Sweet, sweet. I like it. Number 55 for me? Uh, Yes. Number 55, book one, chapter 15, Bato of the Water Tribe. We've already talked about it, but I do really like the sequence where Sokka does the, I guess it's a rite of passage where he navigates the ship through the the rocks. I think it's a fun little sequence. It is fun. Again, my favorite part of that episode is June and the fight um, at the nunnery. (laughs) The nunnery. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, My number 54 is season one, episode 14, The Fortune Teller. Wow. I love love all the fortunes given. I love that Katara is obsessed with it. That feels in character for her. Um, Just (laughs) wanting to know everything and be able to be in control and know what's coming. I think it's adorable how she's asking about her love life. And I think it's super cute when she's like, he looks at Aang after Sokka's like, he's a really powerful bender. And she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Wait a second. Yep. The fight against the volcano is great. This We're getting to the point where I'm having less and <laughs> less and less negative things to say. It's lower because it doesn't have a huge impact on everything. It's a neat little character-based episode that has a lot of good humor. Um, but it's nothing super, super memorable. Mm. Yeah, I'll get to the fortune teller in a moment here. My number 54 is book one, chapter two, The Avatar Returns. Makes sense to group them together. Yeah. Uh, I say as I don't have mine grouped together. Well, mine are. I had Bato sandwiched in between them. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> this one's just a little better than I think book one, and it prompted me to watch chapter three, the second, third episode. I really like we get our first Zuko and Ang fight. That's pretty awesome. The yes. whole ship escape scene. We see. We see Appa take flight finally. Mm-hmm. That feels great. We see Sokka transition from a jerk to the lovable character that he is. Yeah, I think I think this, even the specific scene of Aang going into the Avatar state for the first time is the real hook of the show oh. that gets you to watch more. Yeah, you're like, oh shoot, what's going to happen now? We have to figure this out. I got to keep watching. Yeah. 
Plus, it just looks cool. It looks so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel bad for the other avatars who aren't airbenders because they don't get tattoos that light up. I know. What's up with that? It's kind of tragic. It is. Like, Kiyoshi should have had her fans light up or something. I mean, Kiyoshi never went into the the avatar state. She was too powerful. (laughs) You guys will see how much I love Kiyoshi later. (laughs) Sweet. What's your what's your next one here? Oh wait, um, yeah, no, it is your turn. Go ahead. Yeah, number fifty-three is season one, episode night. Nope, that's not true. Seventeen. There we go. <laughs> so season one, episode seventeen, the Northern Air Temple. Um, they find gliding boys and girls. And there, I like the ending. the The battle on the mountaintop is very cool. Um, I don't know. I forget the kid in the wheelchair's name, but his character always annoyed me a little. He seemed very naive, but I guess this was, episode was a good awakening for him um, with his father's betrayal. Uh, just kind of a decent episode. It has the cool foreshadowing of the balloon. Again, right. that's something I loved. Yeah, that was really cool. Payoff two seasons later is really neat. Um, but it's entertaining. The action at the end is very, very cool. And it's fun to see Katara get to fly with the bug in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really... This episode frustrated me just because they ruined the Northern Air Temple and I had no appreciation for what it meant to some... to people you know they are nomads but then i i could also understand they need a place to stay so anyway it just i was kind of on the same train as ang through that episode yeah yeah but he does understand in the end i think yeah i definitely agree the end the ending battle is great my number 53 is the fortune teller which we've already discussed i love in that episode how Sokka is so adamant that She's not a fortune teller. <laughs> Science explain why it rains. Yes, yes, it can. <laughs> did did the fortune teller tell you that you were going to find love wearing those red shoes? Yes. How long have you been wearing them? Every day. And of course, it's going to come true. Oh, that's great. That's some of the best humor in the shows in that one. I think. <laughs> You're right. What's your uh, what's your next one? Uh, 52. We reach our first uh, book two episode. Wow. 52 is The Swamp. Um, this one, okay. it's to me, at least by far the weakest season two episode. It does have value. The visions, the sequence at night in the swamp with the visions from all three people, especially Sokka seeing UA. That is... Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely love that sequence. Everything else, it's pretty cool. I like the message of everything being connected is fine. The swamp benders are funny. The vine monster is cool. But I think this one's really carried by the night vision sequence. I just like redneck swamp benders. Yeah, they are funny. <laughs> Hugh? Hugh, where you been? Your name is Hugh. I love it. It's so good. My number 52 is the lowest ranked 
from book three. And as we progress through this rankings, you'll notice that I favor book three heavily. It is chapter three, The Painted Lady. That makes me a little sad that it's that low. Oh, come on, man. We're we're in the great tier here. Yeah, but that one's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What do you want me to say? No, it's it, it is really funny. There's a lot of I love that we get another guitar episode because certainly with the way book two ended with the long bossing say arc, we didn't get any character centric episodes and you know taking a breather at the beginning of book three to get some character centric episodes. I think this is her first one of uh, a couple in book three. It's her first and it's her first she gets her um self episode and then she gets later her yeah. Zuko episode and in between she just gets her horror episode. <laughs> yeah no she she gets a she gets a couple. It it's fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I just don't see my myself going back to rewatch it that much so that's why it's where it is fair enough i i absolutely adore the sequence of her being the painted lady at the end where team avatar works together to create the illusion yeah so oh that is cool. that is such a brilliant sequence especially her like not being phased at all when she gets bended at and ang air bends here into the air it's so- awesome Something I love about this show, and it's something you notice a lot, is how everything seems very, very believable, very practical with the world they've established. You can see a lot of kids' shows or animated shows in this case, because I don't think this is an exclusively kids' program. But you see in a lot of shows that the logic fails on very simple things like that board is going to hold that weight and no problem with the show. There are so many ways that they, they work around simple problems with practical solutions, like the painted lady, them all using their powers to put up this illusion. So I really liked that. It's a great episode. Yeah. Everything feels believable within the world they've established. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Moving on. My number 51 is season one, episode five, The King of Omashu. Similar thoughts to you. I do think it's one of the funnier episodes in season one. I adore Boomy, but like you said, it's it serves to introduce Boomy. That's about it. It's fun. Uh, just not mind-blowing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair. You ready to move on? I- I'm trying to think of like reasons why I put it so low and I'm like, I don't know. I just didn't like it quite as much as the others. Well, I think that's a perfectly fine reason. Touche. Okay, go ahead. 51 book two, chapter four, the swamp. It's great. Redneck waterbenders and Hugh. All right, move on. (laughs) Number 50. Yes. uh, This might be my first controversial one. Oh, um, season three. This is my number fifty. Season three, episode eighteen, Sozin's Comet, Part One: The Phoenix King. Okay. Uh, nothing against it. It's just 
100% setup. That's really it. And it works brilliantly in the context of the whole finale. It's necessary, that's for sure. But as a single episode, which we ranked these as single episodes, it just is really glaringly 100% set up. Yeah. And if, if we did the whole Susan's Comet as one episode, if we counted that whole four arc, four episode arc as one episode, I would have ranked them all probably in my top two. It's really great, but definitely this is set up for the other three parts. But to be honest, if we if we rank the first five minutes of any episode, it would rank pretty low. So so I yeah. can understand it being a fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Go right ahead with your number fifty. My number fifty is this I don't know if this is controversial, but this is the lowest ranked season finale I've got, and it is book two, chapter nineteen, the guru, which is part one of the the finale. Again, it's set up for part two, which I think is vastly superior. You have Aang visiting a guru to be able to activate the avatar state at will. And we set up some emotional moments for that are only paid off in part two. So this episode walks so that the next one can fly, if, if you'll accept the term. But it's still entertaining. It's just not the greatest. It's great, just not the greatest. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I there's nothing really wrong with it, but like the Phoenix King, it's mostly set up. I think it's slightly more entertaining setup than the Phoenix King, personally. Um yeah. I love the guru. I think he's hilarious. And uh <laughs> everything else that's going on is great too. Banana onion juice. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Next time we get together, we'll have to make some banana onion juice. Uh, kick back, kick back with a cold one, and uh, watch Avatar. Not so sure about that one. <laughs> okay, uh, number forty-nine. We're in the forties now. Is season one, episode seven, the Winter Solstice Part One, the Spirit World. Uh, this one. I, I like this one a lot. I love the Panda story arc. Um, I think yeah. that one's really fun. The only thing is the spirit world itself is kind of disappointing because we don't actually get to visit it. We get Aang in spirit form in the real world, but there's no actual spirit world action. Um, That's a bit of a misnomer, isn't it? It is a little bit, but I, I do enjoy it. I, I do love the Panda. I think he's awesome. Um, other than that, it's I love getting some uh, stuff from Roku. So seeing his dragon is really cool. But that that's about it, really. Yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll touch on that episode here in a moment. Number forty nine is Book One, Chapter Eighteen, The Waterbending Master. We've already discussed it. It's ranked. I I, I enjoy it a lot. The reason it's this high for me is I love the arrival at the North Pole. 
I absolutely love it. Or the northern, wa- the northern Water Tribe, I guess. I don't know yeah. if they call it the North Pole. In the, I can't remember if they call it that in the show. But the Northern Water Tribe finally arriving after 17 episodes of them traveling. Which, sidebar, I just want to note how great it feels in watching the series how everything takes time. They don't just immediately arrive at their destination. They have to travel to the Northern yeah. Water Tribe. And it takes a whole book. In they, other shows, go ahead. They don't just immediately give you Appa back. Right. Cry. Right. So when when the two-parter pilot ends and they say we're going to the Northern Water Tribe, I assumed we'd get there in a couple episodes, but no. They made us wait a whole book, and I thought that was awesome. It gives you a real sense of distance so that when there are parts in the show, like in Lake Laogai, when they think Appa is on Whaletail Island and they say it's almost back at the South Pole, you think, oh my goodness, this is gonna, this is, this is really far away. It's not just, oh, we're gonna go and come back real quick. Yeah, it's, it uh, makes its world feel very real in terms yeah. of scale, which is very rare in any show, honestly. Yeah, even like a show that I adore, like Star Wars The Clone Wars they're traveling throughout a galaxy and they just zip, zip, zip. Yeah, for sure. Which which you can understand because they have to get to the story, but I appreciate that they made the story, the journey. Absolutely. Really. Yeah. The whole show is a journey to the fire Lord and it's so effective. Um, My number 48 is similar to my last entry season one, chapter eight, uh, the Winter Solstice Part 2, Avatar Roku. I think it's a solid follow-up to the spirit world. I love the sequences in the temple. Um, Roku coming out of the room and just wrecking everything is amazing. Um, yeah, We get the reveal of the comet, which is important, but it felt very teasy. Like, oh, look, the comet's coming, but that's all the information you get right now. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's really entertaining. Some good foreshadowing. <laughs> exactly. Um, Zhao is intimidating. Zuko's yeah. there. It's yeah. it's a neat one. It's it feels like the oh, that's not true. I was gonna say it feels like the first monumental episode of the series, but I disagree with that, so I'm not gonna say it. Stop making statements you don't mean. Yeah, my bad. My number forty eight is Book one, chapter seven, the winter solstice, part one, the spirit world. And I, I don't really have much to say here because I th- think you've said everything that I would say. I like the the panda, the panda arc, the I guess it's the forest spirit. Yeah, I forget uh, its name. Kinda Aang being kicked into his you know spirit state and trying to figure out what, what's going on. I liked that him trying to find a solution to the problem of this creature terrorizing this town. It was, it was a good episode. I think Avatar Roku is much better, but yeah, that's my number 48. And my number 47 is season one, episode six imprisoned. Like I mentioned before, Forrest, this was your lowest one, correct? Correct. Yeah, I like I mentioned before, I really love the visual storytelling in this one. I think it's one of the first where you really get 
to see the effects the war has had on the world rather than just our cast of characters. And I think that's really important. It establishes stakes without, it establishes stakes in a very subtle way, which is very clever writing. And Haru is a good character. The scene on the ship is fun. And the scene where they fake earthbending is hilarious. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Number 47 is book one, chapter 17. We've already discussed it, the Northern Air Temple. I like this because of the final the final battle. The assault on the temple is epic. It is it is great. I I think it it's one it's it's the largest scale battle I think we had seen up to that point. Correct me if I'm wrong. Up to that point, yes, for sure. Yeah. So that was that was cool to see. The I I've said this several times. I adore the fact that the hot air balloon gets captured at the end and it's not even mentioned again until book three. So it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great episode. It, it is great. My number 46 is season two, episode 12, the serpents pass. Okay. Um, I, really really like this episode but the reason it's so low is because i just never it's never memorable to me like i if i take a second to think about it i'm like oh yeah suki rescuing Toph is super funny and cute that's that's like the only thing i can really remember um suki i love that suki returns suki returning is the best part of the episode for me but other than that it's just kind of look we're on a rocky mountain and there's a monster and it's well, a mountain, it's, it's a pass. It's whatever. A pass. It's, <laughs> it's entertaining. Awesome. We get Suki. I'm glad we get Suki. That's all I have to say. Oh, you can go ahead and let me drown now. Iconic line. Yeah. I rewatched that sequence so many times. It is hilarious. And that single instance is what made me love Toph because I was on the fence with Toph as a character before that that moment. So I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of the serpent's pass. Number 46. This is an episode we already talked about. It is from book one, chapter nine, the water bending scroll. I love the final 10 minutes of this episode when they all get captured. And I think Aang says to Katara, you know, Katara, it's all right. It's not your fault. And, Iro chimes in. He says, uh, "Actually, it is." Yeah. Oh, it it is hilarious. It is. It's such a great line. the 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 humor in this show is so witty and so simple. It's so simply clever. I love it. It's it's a fun one, especially that last ten minutes. Really do steal the show. Yeah. Uh, so my number 45 is season two, episode 16, Appa's Lost Days. There is mm-hmm. obviously a ton to love about this episode. It's a very emotionally satisfying. Well, I don't know if satisfying is the right word. It kind of wrecks you. but you Emotionally get, satisfyingly wrecked. Yes, precisely. Um, you get the return of Suki, who needs to be in more episodes. Suki! She's fantastic. And you also get um, just to see 
the events of the last few episodes from a different perspective, which is really interesting. The only reason it's a little bit lower on the ranking is because it's not super necessary. It does introduce the guru and it does let you know where Appa is and it ties into the Tales of Bossing say a little bit, but it it's kind of just a little bonus episode for us to catch up with Appa and cry a little bit. I'm going to be talking about it here in a little bit, so I'll wait till then to comment on it. But my number 45 is book one, chapter one. I'm sorry, book three, chapter one, The Awakening. Ooh, wow. Yeah, it's a great episode. I love it a lot. I love waking up, literally, Aang waking up after the events of the finale of book two, Crossroads of Destiny. And everything's changed. She's on the Fire Nation ship. Everyone's wearing Fire Nation, you know, armor. And it's just fun to see. Wasn't a super huge fan of Aang trying to go off and do everything alone because I hate it when the whole group, you know, dissipates, but, you know, breaks up. But I, I liked that they, you know, got together at the end and we're going to do the thing together. I love the moment where... <laughs> where I think Katara mentions that he looks, his hair looks nice or something. And Aang's like, wait, I have hair. Yeah. I love that moment. It is hilarious. Yeah. I, I'm going to say what I think much later because I love angry Aang episodes. Um, (laughs) So this one will will have to wait a little while to get. He was angry. You, you could say that. (laughs) We won't because it was terrible, but you could. You could. You could. Um, My number 44 is season three, episode seven, The Runaway. This is one of the episodes I've watched the most. It's This one's very rewatchable. It's easy to just turn on for some quick entertainment. I love that they address the rocky relationship between Toph and Katara. Um, I think. (laughs) I think. Sorry. Sokka and Hockey are amazing. I think they're hilarious. It's a really funny episode. It's got freaking sweat bending, which is super cool. And uh, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. It's It's got it all. It's great. It's just... Honestly, maybe it should be higher, but who knows at this point. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised it's this low because I originally had this episode, and we're going to get to it later on, I had it in the 40s and you kept talking about it nonstop. So I rewatched it and I was like, oh, this is a, this is a good episode. So I bumped it up a lot. I yeah, like, I think, I think if I took a second look at this list, which I probably will because it's fun, it would, it would get a big bump. But it is where it is now and that's fine. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. My number 44 is you are definitely going to disagree with this one. Chapter uh, book one, chapter ten, Jet. No, Wait, not why the you Paul do McCarty me like song. this? How how is this in the forties? This is literally one of the best episodes in the show. I don't like Jet. Okay, what are you Jet doing is to the me? Worst. What is wrong with you? You what's can talk you? now. What's wrong with Jet? What is wrong with Jet? Huh? So if what's an episode problem? has a character you don't like, no, you don't like. No, I. <laughs> I, I love this episode. I love that 
everyone's like, oh no, Sokka, Sokka and his instincts, you know, blah blah blah. He's he he doesn't know what he's doing, and then turns out Sokka is very competent. Sokka is competent. (laughs) Sokka is. We have checked. We can confirm he is indeed competent. I'm not even going to say anything right now. I will wait until much later to talk about how awesome this episode is. Is it? Where is it going to be? Like your number seven? I honestly don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's all I've got to say. I I don't think it's that high, but it's up there. Um, Which one are we on? 43, I think. 43. 43, season one, episode two, The Headband. Another one that I have watched more than a lot of others. Um, The joke is Avatar plus Footloose, but it's kind of true. It's so fun to see Aang interact with the Fire Nation populace. It's so weird. Got those Fire Nation shoes. Yeah. (laughs) It's so weird to be in the middle of a Fire Nation village and see how normal everyone is, except for the fact that they started a war. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's got really good humor. I love the dancing sequence with Katara. It feels really, really fun and uh, just really cool. They clearly use a lot of their bending motions in it. And uh, it's one of the ones I've rewatched the most and my favorite part of the whole thing is the introduction of the phrase Flamio Hotman. <laughs> Flamio, sir. Flamio. Also, Sokka and Katara being <laughs> the fire parents. <laughs> Wang fire and sapphire fire are amazing. <laughs> I died. Fire. Wang fire. And this is my wife, Sapphire. Sapphire fire. Nice to meet you. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I was like, Sapphire fire. <laughs> Man, I was I was cracking up because I didn't expect her to say sapphire fire. It's fantastic. <laughs> get rain it in, buddy. <laughs> as soon as we get home, you're gonna get the punishment of a lifetime. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> and Katara's reaction to Sokka in that moment is she's so confused. It's oh it's great. Uh, I love this episode. Number 43 is book three, chapter nine, Nightmares and Daydreams. We've already discussed this. And I just want to take a second and talk to my cousin Isaac. Isaac, I know this is your favorite episode of all of them. Obviously, it's not my favorite. I still love it. But I also know that the only reason this is your favorite episode is that in the nightmare sequence, Aang is dressed up like Goku from. That, that's the only reason is because of Goku Aang. Yep. I know that's the only reason. Mm. Okay. Don't argue with me, Isaac. I know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Isaac, you're just popping up all over the place. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> yep. Number 42 for me is season two, chapter 19, The Guru. Again, we've discussed this one. It is really great setup. I love the guru. I think he's hilarious. And I really, the the chakras are really interesting to me and watching Aang unlock all of those is uh, fascinating. I really enjoy that aspect of it. But outside of that, we just want to get to the crossroads of destiny. The best part of the guru is watching Zuko loving on Iroh. It's very wholesome. 
it i love it so much which oh, man i was tearing up a little bit finally seeing him appreciate his uncle and everything his uncle does for him and being happy that his uncle's finally found something you know being able to open up the tea shop that he cares about and being invested in the job there's a moment where he embrace each other and I think he, he might thank him. I don't remember, but it's just such a great moment. And that's what makes Crossroads kick me in the gut so hard. We'll get there, I'm sure. Well, we will get there. <laughs> Number 42, book two, chapter 16, Appa's Last Days. It's, again, we already talked about it. I'll just briefly mention one of the parts that I love is that we see the Kyoshi warriors fighting Azula and Mei and Tai Lee and Appa escapes and we don't see the end result of the fight, but at the end of uh, the Earth King episode where you think the Kyoshi warriors have arrived at Ba Sing Se and that reveal that it's not the Kyoshi warriors, but the three Azula and her, the other two girls, you're like, oh crap, but it, it carries off of this episode, and I think that's awesome. Yes, very good foreshadowing and good writing to just tie that in. Yeah. Um, number 41, maybe another controversial one, I'm not sure. The Day of Black Sun, Part 1, The Invasion. Whoa, uh, bro. I'm, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> it's got good action. Sokka gets some good spotlight with his leadership, and we get the cool submarines, and the best part is we finally get to seeing in Katarikus, even though it's a little awkward. Um, a little. But it's really just, again, it's set up and it's more interesting set up than some of the previous ones because there's lots of awesome, great action. But yeah, we just want part two. Yeah. My favorite moment from this episode is when Aang, uh, I'm sorry, Sokka gets up to do the debriefing and he just freaks out. He's like, let me start from the beginning and starts at the very beginning. And Katar makes note, man, when he says at the beginning, he means the very beginning. Yeah. And he's talking super fast. I know people want Louise from the MCU to recount the whole MCU's history, but I would prefer listening to Sokka recount the events of Avatar the Last Airbender. It is amazing. That would be pretty great. And if you and then we met Haru. And if you know if you look in the front you can now see that he has a mustache. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is great, great stuff. Number forty one is book two, chapter thirteen, The Drill. Hmm. I got a question for you. Did did the think this episode was dull in any way did i think it was dull well i guess the general consensus or a more of a boring episode no pun no. intended no i think it has one of the best fight scenes in season two okay good i'm glad i was just wondering because when the ember island players episode when they get to the drill sequence you can see everyone in the audience yawning while watching the the drill sequence and i thought maybe um, it was a yeah i love this episode it maybe should be higher i think it's great i love the practicality of 
their plan to take down the drill. I think that's awesome. I love that Toph's like, I'm not getting in there. Yep. Yep. One of my absolute favorite moments, not even in the episode, but in the season is Aang sprinting up the wall and then slowing down oh. and turning and then just air bending himself down it. Sick. Yeah. So cool. It is so awesome. Yeah. The drill is a great episode. It probably should be higher. And again, this is, you know, this is not a finished work. I'm probably going to make adjustments to it as later down the road, but this is the best ranking we've got so far, at least for me. Same. This is as good as we're going to get on the time we had. <laughs> exactly. All right. Number Go ahead. 40, 40 is season two, episode one, the avatar state. Um, this one, the reason, the only reason it's not higher, honestly, is because I really hate the Earth Kingdom general. He's the worst. Um, he is the worst, isn't he? Yeah, I hate how he rushes Aang into the plant, but it gets good characterization. Zuko and Iroh officially removing themselves from the Fire Nation is very powerful. Azula is terrifying, and we get lightning for the first time, I believe. Um, and then the best part, to me at least, is the thing... It just shows so much of Aang's character is the thing that pushes him over the edge and gets him to go into the Avatar state is losing Katara. Um, that was really powerful to me, and I love that sequence. I'll, I love this episode. We also get a moment, and we don't we don't get a lot of these moments where we see how powerful a bender Iroh is, but there's the sequence where they're fighting Azula on the ship, and Zuko is really struggling and Iroh basically just steps in, discharges the lightning through his fingers, and tosses Azula overboard like it's nothing. Yes. Iroh being awesome will always be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. And I do love that sequence. I think you mentioned where they they, they cut their... I'm, I'm not sure what I was calling ponytails, but the warrior tails. And, you know, move on. Kind of the symbolic of the fact that they are you know, moving on. Yeah, great, great episode. Uh, I'll get to it here in a moment. My number forty is book two, chapter fifteen, the tales of Bossing Say. I think this is definitely the most. Uh, how should I say it? It's definitely it definitely steps aside from the main story the most of any episode. It's the most tangential. Yeah. I thought that Aang and Sokka's two stories were a bit of filler, bit filler, but I absolutely adored specifically Zuko and Iroh's tales. I love uh, Iroh's gets all the attention a lot of the time, which it deserves, yeah. but Zuko's is so amazing. I love it. It is, it's just awesome to see him be normal for a moment. Yeah, one of my favorite parts of that one is at the end when he slams the door to his room after his uncle asks, how was it? And then he opens it slowly and he's like, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love the moment where he he puts himself at risk by lighting all of the the lanterns so his date can enjoy the fountain that's honestly a huge character moment because he puts himself at risk to make someone right. else happy which right. would not happen in season one right 
no it's it's a great yeah it's it's a great episode i love it agreed um number 39 season three episode four Sokka's master so now that i'm saying all this out loud i realize this character-based episodes at the beginning of season three are some of my most watched episodes like that i just rewatch a ton yeah uh, i watch Sokka's master all the time it's super funny i love seeing Sokka's character and personality come through even in his more serious training episode um, you get the goofy you added a rainbow <laughs> is that okay <laughs> um it's super nice i love seeing the gang try to function without Sokka's humor katara trying to be funny is a mood i love it um the closing sword fight is fantastic. It's just a great all-around episode. Right. No, definitely. That's another one I'll get to here in a second. Uh, my number 39 is book one, chapter four, The Warriors of Kyoshi. Sad this... times for me. <laughs> Why is that? Because it's way higher on mine. Did you do realize that when you first, you said, give me your rank. Give me, you told me to list all of the episodes I think are perfect. And I listed 31 episodes. So 39 means that it is just outside. I mean, I had literally had 31 episodes that I was considering for my top 10. So this 39 should be, I mean, I, I think it's a great, it's, I love this episode. Yeah, this was, you told me this was the one that hooked you. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. Which was weird because I would have thought the Southern Air Temple would have done it because it's, it's, it's higher in my rankings. But apparently I fell asleep before finishing the Southern Air Temple because I did not remember it upon rewatch. The words of Kyoshi, though, definitely hooked me on series i loved seeing just learning about kiyoshi for the first time the the avatar and seeing sokka being dressed up in the the kiyoshi traditional ar uh, armor i thought was <laughs> amazing yeah i'll talk much more about this one when i get to it it's one of my i think it's top 20 i think we shall see, won't we? It might be just outside of that. I don't remember, honestly. Anyway, number 38 is season one, episode one, The Boy in the Iceberg. Um, we've talked about it before. It is goofier. The animation is of a lesser quality, but it does such a great job of introducing us to our characters, and the iceberg itself is pretty iconic. It's just kicks off the world we love. I love... Sokka's humor with the little kids, no potty breaks. Um, I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> no potty breaks. It's it's amazing. Yeah, just a perfect start in my opinion. Oh no, it's it's a phenomenal episode. I love it. Number thirty-eight, book two, chapter twelve, the Serpent's Pass. This is another one. This is one we've already discussed, but I loved. Suki coming back. It's the first time we had seen her since, well, the Warriors of Kyoshi. So that was pretty awesome. I loved the fact that we saw some development personally for Sokka. 
and we kind of got the opposite reaction of from Aang from losing Appa in the desert. We had him full of rage and he now is trying to counter that by showing no emotion at all. It's just a great episode. Again, I love the Toph moment where Suki saves her in the water. That's great. We can uh, get a little hint that Toph's got a crush on Sokka. So yeah. that's that's awesome. It's it's just a good episode. I love it. Agreed. Uh, the other thing worth pointing out is the arc with the couple they meet who has the baby. And that kind of gives yeah. Aang hope again. And they name it Hope. That's a yeah. nice moment. Uh, my number 37 is season two. Forgot to scroll to where it is in the season. <laughs> season two episode. Wait for it. Three. Return Return to Amashu. <laughs> wow, that was a mess. I'm going to try again. My number 37 <laughs> is season two, episode three, Return to Amashu. That's better. Wow. And this is the first time our lists crossed because my number 37 is season three, uh, season two, episode three, Return to Omashu. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's cool. I'm glad we had one that lined up. It's, I, I think the most significant thing this episode gives us is uh, May and Tylee. Yeah. Um, seeing them fight against the gang for the first time and Tylee taking out Katara is pretty awesome. Yeah. The pentapox is really funny. Um, <laughs> Momo is really funny with the little baby. I and uh, Boomy telling Aang to find someone who waits and listens eventually leads to Toph. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, no, I, this is one I was going to try to rewatch before we recorded, but I didn't get a moment to. I love the introduction of Ty Lee and May. I love the showdown between... Katara and Sokka and those two it's it's just great yeah, yeah. no you 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 said everything I would say and then Aang trying to escape with Boomy and Boomy constantly like Aang Aang I've got to talk to you yep I love I love that Boomy can earthbend with his chin <laughs> yeah yeah he's he's an extremely powerful bender that's for he's, sure he's amazing uh, number 36 since we had the same 37 is season one, episode two, The Avatar Returns. Okay. Uh, this one is above, again, kind of the same vibe as The Boy in the Iceberg, but the thing that takes it a couple spots above is just the Avatar State scene. It is incredible and really sinks, it, it hooks into you and you're like, well, I need to find out what the heck that is because it was super awesome. <laughs> right. Right, no, it's a great episode. Yeah, that's That's all I have for that one. Number 36, it is book three, chapter 17, The Ember Island Players. And this is an episode that originally started off in my top 15. The only reason it sank so low is just because I remembered how many great episodes there are. And, yeah. and it, it is, it's a recap episode, but it's the best recap episode I've ever seen. It's the funniest episode to me. Oh, yeah. Well, because it's deprecating. The scar is not on the wrong side. <laughs> That's my favorite moment. I do love that moment where Toph and Zuko are having that their conversation. They don't talk 
they don't have too many conversations over the course of the show, but they did have a heart to heart here. And I love that. Absolutely. Uh, we don't have to, I mean, you can go again because my number 35 is season three, episode 17, the Ember Island players. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's hilarious and super clever and just the best possible way to pull off an episode like that. But I have oh. noticed on rewatch. Yeah. I've watched it countless times. It just kind of becomes another one of the episodes eventually. Um, and that's, that feels lame to say, but I think if this was my first watch through of it, it would be much higher like you originally had it, but since I've seen it tons of times, it's a little lower. A couple notes I, I, I love to think about. First, I love the when Sokka wants to get backstage to give the actor that's playing him some jokes and Suki's like, I am a, I am a warrior from Kyoshi trained all my life to, to fight. Of course, or, you know, for stealth, of course I, I can get I can you back there. Backstage. Yeah. yeah. Her expression it. is priceless. It is. And then there are, I love that Toph is played by this, you know, six foot six, huge muscular guy. That's best, best thing ever. And I saw someone on Reddit point out that it was probably because everyone was ashamed to admit they lost to a little girl. I saw that as well. I love that. Yeah. The, my other fa- another favorite moment from it is when he's like, I see things through echolocation. And then he just screams at them. <laughs> there, I got a pretty good look at you. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. There's, the, there's another moment where the brainwashed jet dies. And the, the, like the rock falls on top of him, and Zuko's like, "Did he just die?" And Sokka's like, "It was a bit unclear." Yeah, which which highlights yeah. the fact that you never really know what happens to. I mean, I'm sure he dies in he's, he's dead. Lake Lao Guy. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it is it is definitely unclear in Lake Lao Guy. Yes. Anyway, what's your thirty-five? It is book one. Chapter 8, The Winter Solstice Part 2, Avatar Roku. I think this is great. I love the whole infiltration of Roku's temple, I guess. I don't, I forget what it's called. I love that the the sages there or the, whomever they are, the attendants, turn on Aang, even though he's the Avatar and they're supposed to be Avatar sages. I love that the one sage is loyal to the avatar and helps them. Like Zhao is great. And like you said, we get the comet, we get Roku. I think there's a moment where Roku comes out of the room for a moment and just terrifies the sages. And it's yeah. great. Yep. Good stuff. Moving on. Uh, my number 34, this one dropped a lot in my ranking. And that's again, because I had to think of reasons to rank things lower than others and I had a reason for this one um, this is number 34 season 2 episode 18 the earth king um, this episode has top 10 action scenes in the whole series the gang's raid on the earth palace is one of the best most complete action scenes 
in animation. It's phenomenal. I love every second of it. It's so creative, and it, you get to see Toph and Aang and Katara working together. The only reason it's lower, despite that perfect action scene, is the second half of them trying to convince the Earth King of the war in Longfang. While interesting is just a little more boring than the first half. <laughs> no, that opening sequence is phenomenal. Toph is so overpowered. It is awesome. Yes. She's the greatest earthbender in the world. That's right. I like... You said the latter half is is not as good as the, the first half of the episode, and I can understand that, and I do agree. But it definitely does wraps up what needs to be wrapped up so that we can start the finale. And it's doing the dirty work, and I still I still like it a lot. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, I'm trying to convince the Earth King, and getting frustrated by the Daily, how they they sabot they sank their own uh, secret underwater base, and so yeah, it's a great episode. My thirty four is. When we already discussed, it's from book two, chapter one, The Avatar State. That one's, so, that one's cool. It's so emotional seeing Aang finally flip into the Avatar State when he thinks Katara has, is in danger, when she's in danger. And finally giving that general what he deserves is so cathartic. I love Sokka coming up at the end and being bopping him on the head and looking at the Earth Warriors, be like, anyone got a problem with that? <laughs> it's a great episode. Yes, yes, it is. Um, my number 33 is season two, episode 13, The Drill. Uh, you know the drill. You know the drill. It's. I wouldn't say it's carried by the Azula Ang fight, but that is the highlight of it. Probably also top 10 action scenes in the show. It is epic and him sprinting up the wall and turning around and just bending. It's so cool. <laughs> um, I, like you mentioned, I love their plan to break the drill. It's just, it's great. I love that May absolutely refuses to go in the sewage drain. Yeah. Yeah. Just perfect in my mind. It's amazing. My number 33 is book two, chapter five, Avatar. Love. So first off, worst village ever. Yeah, they kind of suck. They're the worst. <laughs> That's why we call it justice. It's just us. It, it's a great, it's a great expectation subversion. Yeah, I love that Sokka is a little Sherlock Holmes thing, and he and Katara are trying to prove Aang's innocence. And every time Katara goes to goes to you know reveal the clue they've just discovered, Sokka's like, "I want to say it." Is <laughs> so funny. Is awesome. He's got the little hat, the the bubble pipe, the and the, then, the monocle, the monocle, and then uh, and then at one point Katara just slaps him over the head with the 
pipe, I think. Yes. But but we have to the, the greatest part of this episode is the ending where they're on the trial and Kyoshi appears and tells them, you know, tells everyone what happened. And she's just, I killed him. Yeah. I, that's I the killed best. your leader. That's the perfect summation of Kyoshi's character is Aang is trying so hard to convince people that he didn't kill their leader and Kyoshi's spirit overtakes him. And it's just like, I killed him. <laughs> I killed that fool dead. Meanwhile, that's... Katara and Aang are like, no avatar would do that. Yeah. <laughs> Kyoshi is one of my favorite characters and she's in it like twice. Yeah. And this is, this is something that you and I discussed this week is that if, she was around when Sozin was starting up the Hundred Year War. It would not have lasted a hundred years. It it absolutely wouldn't have. She would have just. I mean, I, it's understandable because Roku was Sozin's friend, but Kyoshi would have just ended that fool. No, I don't think she had any any moral qualms with doing what it needed to be done. And she looks awesome. The Kyoshi oh, yeah. outfit is so cool. Yeah, no, she is amazing. Uh, what number was that for you? That was number 33, so you're on 32 here. Okay, my number 32 is season two, episode five, Avatar Day. Hey! Just everything you why said. Why do you like this episode? <laughs> the Kiyoshi scene is why I like this episode. That's <laughs> it's, it's also, it's one of the funniest episodes in my opinion, and we get Kiyoshi. That's why I love it. One of the best moments of the whole entire thing is when Aang is in the prison, and yes, in the, so good. he's in the stockade, and one of the other prisoners in the in the yard comes up and he's like, "You're bald and you've got tattoos. You'll fit in great here." Yeah, and then they're talking then, about their feelings. <laughs> they're talking about their feelings, and he's got you know Aang's got this stockade with his yep. you know, hands and his <laughs> neck, and you can you know from a and this is another one of those. I, I love the the realism of the show, but you can see that it's loose on his his hands and his his neck, and you just chalk it up to the animation. But then Aang takes his head and his neck and his hands out of the stockade and just rests on top of it. It's hilarious. It is so funny. Honestly, talking about it, I think if. When I revisit this, I'm gonna put this one higher as well. Yeah, it's it's a really good. It is it is an awesome episode. It's, it's one of my favorite quote unquote filler episodes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it it's absolutely great. Thir- thirty two for you. Yes, I kind of lost my place. Number thirty two is. Book three, chapter four, Sokka's Master. We've already discussed this one. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's just awesome. It's We don't get many Sokka stories. We get this one. We get the Boiling Rock. Yeah. There might be a couple others, but th- this one, I love that he's feeling all down and out, and so <laughs> their solution is to take him shopping. <laughs> Shopping. Also, I love the scene of Aang with the anime armor on. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's a great scene. And then meeting the the sword master 
and him taking Sokka on to train him. It's just, it's, it's great. And it's cool to see a, a firebender, a fire nation member. Who's a, not a total jerk. Who's pretty awesome actually. Yeah. He's super awesome. And a member of the white Lotus. That's right. Quick, Elijah, say something funny. Uh, funny how? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Uh, my number 31 might hurt you a little bit, so I'm sorry if it does. Mm-hmm. Season 2, Episode 2, The Cave of Two Lovers. Oh, uh, secret tunnel. <laughs> secret tunnel. <laughs> it is, Dude, every time I say that, I think of that line, and I can't help but start laughing out loud. It's it, hilarious. It's such a funny episode. I know you'll talk about Sokka, so I'll leave that to you. Uh, one thing one thing I do love about this episode is the almost kiss. And then I love the back. We get the backstory of Omashu, which is really cool uh, through the, the flashback to Oma and Shu being the two lovers running through the cave, the labyrinth to uh, meet in the night. It's, I think that's a really cool world building thing. No, Katara, I'm saying I'd rather kiss you than die. That's a compliment. <laughs> oh, it's cringy. It's so cringy. You feel so bad for him. I know. He's he's trying to play it cool and it blows up in his face. Like everything always does. <laughs> oh, I love the Cave of Two Lovers. It is, in my opinion, it's the funniest episode, but I'm going to get to this in a little, that one in a little bit here. Number 31 is book three, chapter two, the headband. This is one I originally had much lower, but I realized that it is the episode that I quote the most. Flamio Hotman. (laughs) Specifically from the Flamio to the, as soon as we get home, you're getting a punishment of a lifetime. The <laughs> fire, Wang fire. There, just it. There's so many iconic moments that it, it. It's just a great episode. I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried to rank it lower because there are a lot of great episodes, but it just shot up through the rankings because it. I, it's so funny. It is. It absolutely is. Uh, we're hitting top thirty now. I know it's kind of crazy. So my number thirty probably a little contentious is chapter season three chapters 14 and 15 the boiling rock okay um and this one started much higher and in my brain like it should be higher dude we've got but it's so good it's we get awesome suki action we get zuko and saka we get the best line in the entire show it just like if you need a reason it's this low, it's because I think part one is one of the setup episodes and that takes up half the thing. And part two is great. So there's nothing wrong with that, but that's that's what I got. It's what what's the best line? You that's rough, buddy. <laughs> oh that's rough, buddy. Yeah. Oh, it's the the only it's the best line in the whole show, and that is undisputable. I know you will say it's secret tunnels, but that's rough, buddy. Is the best, and the the show 
another great line from the show is when May says to Azula, I love Zuko more than I fear you. Yep, that's the beginning of Azula's downfall. Yeah, because the two people that she trusts, uh, I'm going to get to this later, much later on, but yeah. it's the two people she trusts the most betray her and leads to her. Just she gets unwound very quickly. Yeah. Needless to say, she didn't go gracefully. No, no. But the last thing I'll say is, again, I know this one probably should be higher. It's really just a like a feeling that it's a little lower. That's that's all. For thirty, book one, chapter sixteen, the deserter. Glad to see it that high. This episode is awesome. We get Jong Jong. Say that again. We get Jong Jong. 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 Yes, it's the same thing twice. Ah, uh, who is Jong Jong? <laughs> uh, do you not know, or am I just saying his name wrong? No, for the the people who don't know, who is Jong Jong? He's the firebending dude. <laughs> That's right. Of course he is. I knew that. He's the deserter. Oh yeah. Was <laughs> that what you were looking for? The deserter. <laughs> yes. That's I was exactly very was behind saying. that, but I'm sorry. Jong <laughs> <laughs> Jong is awesome. Who's Jong Jong? The deserter. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. No, and we get this brief moment where it, it looks like Aang's gonna learn some firebending, but we know he's not because it's 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 the water book, not not the book of fire, it's the book of water. So it was kind of interesting to see this, you know, his little escapade into fire bending and it literally blows up in his face and it hurts Katara. And we see Katara gain her I guess realize her healing abilities and we get this epic sequence where Aang and Zhao fight and Aang doesn't throw one punch and Aang's like you know it's over and Zhao's like what are you talking about you haven't even thrown one punch he's like yeah I know but you have and he looks around him and he's totally torched all of his ships it's it's a brilliant um, one episode arc I love it yeah. and goes from wanting fire to fearing fire to understanding fire and yeah it's such a brilliant exploration of fire as an element. I, it, this one's higher for me. I'll get, we'll get to it eventually, but I love the shot of Aang's face turning from joy to horror as he burns Katara is one that really sticks with me um, out of the show. And um, I also love Avatar Roku convincing Zhang Zhang to uh, teach Aang. Yeah. Kind of terrifying and also a little bit funny. The moment that Aang burns Katara felt so surreal to me that I thought it was a dream. Yeah, even the lighting of the shot, it, it happens at dusk, I believe, and it yeah. just gives it a very dreamlike quality. Right. Yeah, no, it's a great episode. Agreed. Uh, number 29... Season 3, episode 12, The Western Air Temple. Ooh. 
I love it's, this episode. It's great. We get Zuko trying to be a good guy, and I'm all for it. I love. I think the whole thing is summed up perfectly in why am I so bad at being good? It's great. He even burns Toph when he doesn't mean to. It's. I love that Toph is kind of sympathetic toward him. I love just the interplay between everyone seeing Zuko. They're like, what are you even doing? Like, go away. <laughs> Hello, Zuko here. <laughs> Iconic. I love that Toph, uh, she gets back to camp after being burned by Zuko by accident. And they're like, he burned you? And she's like, here's the thing. I kind of think it was an accident. And they're just yeah. so done. Yeah. And Aang was like, I, but he did fire a bend at you. She yeah. Said, yeah. <laughs> we, can't, we can't let him go free. We have, to, we have to capture him. He literally said yesterday he offered to be our prisoner. All right. So we'll trick him into coming back and then we'll capture him. <laughs> And then he'll really be our prisoner. <laughs> um, it's great. We also get the downfall of Sparky Sparky Boom Man. That's right. Which is a fun little action scene. So yeah, it's great. It's carried by Zuko trying to be good, and that that's the best. Yeah. Number 29, book three, chapter seven, The Runaway. Like I said, this one shot up for me because, frankly, Elijah hyped it up so much, and after rewatching it, I realized it's a great episode. I love where... Katara and Toph are arguing amongst each other and she accuses Katara of being motherly and Katara's like, I'm not motherly. Sokka, am I motherly? And he's like, I'm staying out of this. And then she asks Aang and he's like, well, <laughs> I, and she's like, stop rubbing your eyes and speak up when you talk to me. And he says, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. It's, it's great. I love that episode. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I, I even love the little earthbending tricks Toph does at the scams. Super fun. Yeah, oh. I, I would put that episode way higher. That's my glaring mistake so far, honestly. You done screwed up. I done goof. Um, number 28, season three, episode three, The Painted Lady. Wow, this one really... Because when we first started doing this, you were telling me that it started in tier three. It started in tier three, and then it kept climbing. I was like, wait, no, that's so cool. Wait, the scene, like, first off, the Painted Lady's design is one of my favorite character designs in the show. I think it's awesome. Up there with Kiyoshi. Absolutely. Uh, I love, I love it. And I love the illusion they do at the end, the fight against the firebenders. I love, I think it's funny. I think, um, what's his face? Um, the, the doc got doc. Doc is hilarious. Um, with his, his face. Oh yeah. It's doc. <laughs> multiple identities. Yeah. The, uh, purple tongue on Appa, just the whole thing. It's yes. It's not a super important episode and yes, it's very environmentally focused, which is not a bad thing but it's a Katara episode where you get to see Katara care about people and take care of them the best way she knows how, which is waterbending. And it all just really, really works for me. We get some awesome shots, like her coming out of the fog, and we get the real painted lady at the end, which is so, so cool. I love this episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you like this episode. Obviously, I was a bit lower on it than you, but I still love it. It's great. I like, I like Aang chasing after what he thinks is the painted lady. Yeah. 
my number my number 28 is chapter uh book two chapter 10 the library Ooh, yeah wan shi tong my just the best the best part is when Sokka says i'm going to spend my vacation at the library <laughs> that is a great moment i also the, the super epic background yep <laughs> That that is a great moment. I also love. Hey there, little foxy guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's great. We get to see the library. I like seeing they present to Wang Shitong, and uh, yeah, them just exploring the library, finding out when the day of Black Sun is. That was cool. Yeah, that's very important too. Yeah, it's another foreshadowing. Indeed. Uh, my num- <laughs> Literally. My number 27 is The Day of Black Sun Part 2, The Eclipse. Ooh, that is too low. Much, much, much too low. And I'm going to say this. To me, this episode is great, obviously. But to me, it really is an episode carried by two moments. Uh, Zuko's betrayal of the fire lord and the lightning redirection which is one of the best scenes in the whole show and that's undisputed i think and then uh iroh's breakout um or the aftermath of it um and i think those two moments really carry it they are phenomenal incredible amazing moments and they mean so much but the rest of the episode is kind of just the gang chasing around azula and then the departure at the end which is cool and fun and great action and kind of sad but it pales in comparison to the Zuko and Iroh scenes yeah the reason I love this episode so much and we'll talk about it at some point is the redemption of Zuko you know full well Elijah that I was absolutely devastated and pissed off in Crossroads of Destiny when Zuko betrayed yes you were you were not a happy man no I, I express that to you very frequently. So during this episode when he goes to the Fire Lord and tells him that he's going to join the Avatar and he's going to free Iroh, I was, I was so happy. And then to see the finally use the lightning counter after learning it in yes. bitter work back in book two, it just a great moment. I love this episode so much. We're going to talk about it later, but my number 27 is from book one, chapter three, the Southern air temple. This episode is awesome. We finally, finally it's, it's, it's the third episode. We've, uh, it, it's just cool to see him, you know, go through his old home and see Katara trying to protect him from the realities that the mission attacked. And we got our first glimpse of Avatar Roku and see him just fall apart when he realizes what happened there at the temple. It, yeah. It's such a good episode. But yeah. my favorite, I want, I want to hear your thoughts here. I don't want to use up all the time but my favorite part was the Zuko and Iroh sequence because this this was the episode where you began to feel sympathetic for 
Zuko. He wasn't just the bad guy. You know, you rooted for him against Zhao. And Iroh didn't, wasn't just the funny fat uncle, but he, he stepped in and he, he made the comment after Zhao tried to attack Zuko. And he says that even in X, my nephew has more honor than you. Yeah, that's a hugely important moment. And honestly, I'll get to this later when we get to it on my ranking and explain more. But in my opinion, the Southern Air Temple is the most important episode in the whole series from a writing and storytelling standpoint. But Definitely I'll get to that later. To hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that it's in the upper half of your list. Uh, number 26 is season two, episode 10, The Library. We just touched on this one. Wan Chi Tong is fantastic. I love Angry Ang, and this one starts off an Angry Ang arc. Um, I love yeah. Toph trying so hard to save Appa while also literally holding up an entire library. Yeah. It's insane. The location's very cool. Wan Chi Tong has such an awesome design. I love when he asks for a bit of knowledge. Katara <laughs> like gives an actual thing, and so does the archaeologist guy. And Aang's like, here's a wanted poster of myself. And Sokka just gives something. I forget what he gives. It's just something really stupid. He's a <laughs> knot. Like, he tied. You're not very bright, are you? Yep. It's great. Great episode. My number twenty. I also love all the. They flash back to Toph and Appa up top every once in a while, and she just makes these comments, like she's like she says to Appa, you know, what's up, and then another point, she's like, no, Appa, I already told you I don't want to cuddle. It's so good, and I think at another point she's like, not that there's anything wrong with furry or fluffy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, number twenty six. Book two, chapter 11, The Desert, which is the next one is the follow-up of the library. It's really, it really, it could be the same episode. Picks up right where the library left off and we see angry Aang. We see really angry Aang. They are, Appa has been kidnapped. They have to trek across the desert. Aang's trying to find him and he just explodes literally ex well not literally but he he goes off the rails and Katara's trying to keep everyone together between Aang just upset and Sokka high on cactus juice <laughs> it's so funny it's so funny I think if I had to pick a single favorite just individual moment like a, just a beat in the whole show it's when Katara touches Aang's hand when he's in the Avatar state. You just, I, I tear up when I watch that scene because yeah. he's so enraged and her simple touch and just the sorrow she has on her face, the simple touch makes him just kind of fall apart in her arms. It's, ah, oh, it's so good. Yeah. Also, and I, I love that scene. It's, it's so emotional and yeah. But nothing beats, you know, drink cactus juice. It'll quench you. Nothing's quencher. It's the quenchiest. No, nothing beats the quench. Giant no. mushroom. Maybe it's friendly. Friendly mushroom. I love it. I love it. Uh, oh. Number 
25 is oh where am i here here i am season three episode ahead at 13 the firebending masters i love, I love zuko this. yeah zuko and ang finally teaming up zuko's first adventure with the gang uh, rediscovering firebending. I love it makes perfect sense that he's lost his firebending because he had the wrong source. It, it wasn't anger, it's energy as they learn. Uh, right. The Sun Tribe is hilarious and I love love the dance of the dragon with the dragons. So so cool and then the fire cyclone. Some of the prettiest cinematography in the whole show. Right. Right, no, this this episode is great. I love that we finally get a moment where... No, this is the, the first of several where Zuko goes on these, these field trips, if you will, with members of Team Boomerang. And it has one of the best moments of the whole show. When you said the dance of the, the dragons and Ang goes over to Zuko. He's like, Zuko, get over here. I want you to come dance with me like what no <laughs> it is great i love that yes my number 25 is book three chapter 10 the day of the black sun the invasion we've already talked about this one i love the sequence where Sokka is trying to do the debriefing the i like the moment where ang and guitar kiss and it's awkward and it's fine yeah it's a great episode that's my number 25 yes uh, 24 is season three, episode six, The Avatar and the Fire Lord. One of the better backstory episodes in the show. Seeing the start of the war and why it happened and the friendship of Roku and Sozin is fantastic. And it has one of the saddest moments in the whole show when Roku's dragon curls up around him as the volcano engulfs him. Yeah. I love to see both and we'll talk about this later but i love to see hang and zuko both learning the stories of sozan and roku at the same time they reveal that roku is the great grandfather of zuko and iroh explains to him that you know he, he has a you know he has the choice what path he takes it's, it's a great episode my number 24 book two chapter six the blind bandit this is the perfect introduction of Toph. It is brilliant. We have the WrestleMania spoof with the boulder. And I know you love this episode. It, yes. it, it's like you I love the moment where Toph just takes on all the other fighters. Them. It's phenomenal. Uh, I will gush about this episode much later. It's very high on my list, um, but I'm glad I'm glad it at least made the top 25 for you. Yeah. Uh, number 23 is season two, episode 15, The Tales of Ba Sing Se. We talked very a lot about this one before. Iroh, Zuko, and Momo steal the show. And I, I know you mentioned Sokka's as feeling a little filler. Not to say you don't like it, but I love Sokka's. I think it's so funny. <laughs> The haikus are hilarious, and he just gets he gets so cocky, and then he screws up and gets burned. It's like <laughs> that six syllables bub <laughs> just chucks him out. Real uh, quick, how would you rank all the tales if you had to rank them one through? I think there. Are, what are there? 
five or six of them. Um, first would be Zuko, then Iroh, then Momo, then Sokka, then Katara and Toph, then Aang. Yeah, that's how I'd rank them as well. Yeah. I think Aang's the only quote-unquote weak one. Just that one's really yeah. fillery. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But it's still very, it's still a great, it's my top, it's 23 for gosh sake. It's fantastic. <laughs> so I think, I think for time's sake, for this episode, we'll go to number 21 and we'll finish up the top 20 on a later. Yes, that's exactly week. what I was thinking. All right. So my number 23 is book three, chapter eight, The Puppet Master. Whoa. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Blood bending. That just, it bends your blood, that line. It sent chills up my spine this last week, but I was watching the episode and you told me to tell you when I got to the moment. And I was like, okay. And then it arrived. I was like, oh crap. This yeah. Is, you were this like, is well, crap. dang it. Now I know there's a moment. And I was like, you don't even know what's about to happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was, uh, it, such a great episode we get Hema and she's insane we know there's something weird going on in the town the entire episode you just feel off edge and then we get the revelation that Hema is the one that's been kidnapping everyone and she's bloodbending and she ends up having basically forcing Katara's hand into bloodbending to stop her from using her friends against her it's it's heartbreaking. It's insanely dark. dark. It's yeah. So dark. But it is such a good episode. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, my number 22 is season... This I think this one will surprise you. Season 3, episode 1, The Awakening. Wow. No, that does surprise me. Yeah. Uh, a couple things to note. This one works so well if it's your first time watching it because having Aang wake up on the Fire Nation ship is like kind of a system shock at the beginning of the season and yeah, of course definitely disoriented yeah and it feel uh, i love the the feeling it creates um i also love zuko seeing him back in the fire nation is so weird and uncomfortable and i honestly think it's a bit of an awakening for him because you can tell he's not happy he thinks he should be happy but he's not and it starts his journey back toward good. I think him realizing, wow, I'm still like I was before. This is, this didn't fix everything. Um, yeah. And then my favorite part Gosh. of the whole episode is Katara talking to her dad. It's heartbreaking. And it's a moment that after it happens, you didn't even know you needed it to happen, but you did. Right. It's, no, just, it's, it's great. That was, that was one of, a few episodes that I really wanted to rewatch and I didn't get a chance to. And I think if I had rewatched them, they probably, it probably would have gone higher in my ranking. I encourage you to rewatch it and really yeah. keep in mind how it's an awakening on many fronts. Yeah, no, I love Grant. I've already said many times, I love the episode, but definitely need to rewatch it. I'll probably do that tonight. My number 22 is book two, chapter eight, the chase. I love this episode. Yes. So, I love the turmoil between. Listen here, uh, Sugar Queen. <laughs> I'm completely calm. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. It is amazing. We get Iroh 
talking with Toph, that's a very unique moment and giving her, you know, some wisdom. That's another one of the moments that you didn't know you needed, but after it happens, it feels so good. Yeah. And him says, you, you know, you wouldn't even let me pour my tea. And he says, I, I didn't pour your tea because you're blind. I poured your tea because I wanted to, I wanted to do it for you. And just her coming to the realization that people are doing things for her because they want to not out of some pity. Yeah. It's, it's a very important moment for her. Yeah. To embrace, you know, accept, to accept herself into the group with and Katara and Sokka. It's, it's a big moment. Absolutely. Also, we get the showdown with, it's the, it's the parody of the good, the bad, and the ugly ecstasy of gold showdown between uh, Blondie, Tuco, and Jolais in the good, the bad, and the ugly. But this time we get, you know, Baldi, Zuko, and Angel of Ozai, or, you know, whatever. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's 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 a great showdown there, and we even get the close in on their eyes, like in the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's it's great. It's it's phenomenal. I'll talk more about it next time. But last one we'll do today is number twenty-one, and for me that is season one, episode four, the Warriors of Kiyoshi. Episode. I think this is one of the better examples of a complete story arc inside of one episode. I think Kiyoshi Warriors are just awesome in general like so cool they're fan i love that they fight yeah. with the fans the action between them fighting the firebender zuko's firebenders is some of my favorite season one action uh and ang learns a lot he learns that he can't just be goofy and stop wherever he wants to because people are after him and they will hurt people to get to him yeah and seeing him tame the yunag is pretty satisfying yeah no it's it's awesome he he understands the stakes yeah, like it's at that point we understand the stakes, and in this episode, he finally understands the stakes. Right. So, final one of the night is my number 21, book two, chapter 18, The Earth King. The, Very nice. The attack, the infiltration of the Earth Palace is one of the best moments of the entire show. Toph is so overpowered. It is incredible. I love when she's just flipping dominoes of earth yeah. onto people. Oh, she is. She is so good. She is so good. No, she's awesome. And we get the Earth King and him slowly realizing at first I might be brainwashed as well, but the realization that he was also, you know, he was just in the dark. It was cool. And him finally yeah. accepting the truth of the war which would be a hard thing to accept if I walked up to Elijah and said there had been a war going on for a hundred years, you know, it's, it's a hard thing to handle. Yeah. Him giving, yeah. Him giving them the benefit of the doubt to at least look into it, I think is great. But do you have anything else to say about that episode? Not really. Just, I watched the palace palace raid a lot on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, it's a great, episode so since we didn't finish next week you guys can look forward to us rounding or you know trying to wrap up the top 20 on our mini cast uh and elijah if if 
that's it for you. I'll uh, wrap us. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, I could talk about avatar all day. So this has been great and I'm excited <laughs> yeah. to talk about the best of it. I think our longest episode yet. Oh, by so, far. I think. Yeah. So I have been the great fire bending master C from forest. He has been earth guy, Elijah. You can call him Elijah or guy. I you prefer guys, guy. <laughs> guy out. You guys have been beautiful. This has been We Watch Movies. Until next time, watch Avatar. Please.